Greetings everyone, hey how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today we decided to do a little special review since there's not really much going on for me right now. I haven't had the chance to check out HBO Max yet. Really want to check out that Looney Tunes shorts and maybe a couple other things but gosh dingy darn it, I've been so busy with this whole mermaid thing. So Mark and I decided to do a little retro review or retrospective if you will of the old DuckTales movie originally called DuckTales the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp. That's right folks I've never seen it Mark has and so I am joined by him right now via satellite radio to talk about this movie. How you doing out there Mark? He ain't never seen a movie never seen a movie he ain't never seen a movie. I'm not gonna do that I'm not Robin Williams. Hello everybody. I'm here. We're not reviewing Aladdin. We're reviewing DuckTales, The Treasure of the Lost Lamp, even though there are some similarities, very superficial ones, but technically, DuckTales did it first. You know what? You're absolutely right. This movie actually came out in 1990, I believe. Ah, and what a year it was. Oh, I thought you were actually going to tell us about that year, but that's okay, No, 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 Mark. no, no, no. They, you had to be there. You had to be there. Uh, and you know I what? Mean, we were. Yeah, I'm, no comment. No comment. I am young and eternally youthful. I mean, I was a useless baby during that year, but I was there. I was there. You were there. You remember. You know. You know what's up. <laughs> uh, fun fact. I don't remember anything as a baby, but that's okay. <laughs> You can't let them know. That's true. Anywho, folks. So yeah, Mark has seen this, and he's also seen a lot of the original DuckTales stuff. Me going in, really the only thing that I've seen outside of the opening title for DuckTales is the reboot show, which I greatly enjoy. So, like I said before, figure we'll take a trip down memory lane, see what the original show was all about, or at least the movie, and uh, see how it compares to like how DuckTales characters are portrayed nowadays. Anyway, enough of my babbling. Mark, won't you let the fine folks know What's the deal with this movie? What is it about? Well, it's time for some of my babbling. That's what it's all about. Be quiet, why don't you, Matt? Um, yeah, the classic uh, made by what is now known as uh, Disney Toon Studios, if I'm not mistaken. It was the first of their theatrically animated films. And uh, in part with uh, Disney Animation France, which I don't think is around anymore. But yeah, basically the premise is Scrooge and the gang go off on a treasure hunt to find the lost treasure of Kali Baba, only to discover a lamp containing a comedic genie, all the while being pursued by Murloc, the evil wizard, who wishes to use his magical amulet to regain the lamp that was once his and regain all his glory. Hijinks ensue, including a very stressed out Mrs. Beakley, who, for people who don't remember the original cartoons, is portrayed very differently from her current incarnation. But um, yeah, all-star cast here. Alan Young, of course, is still Scrooge. Rusie Taylor is the nephews, and uh, even June Foray showing up as uh, Quack Faster. And uh, a lot of fun stuff overall. And uh, how could we forget the illustrious Christopher Lloyd himself as the titled Murloc? And uh, well, before we get into it, really, Matt, what were your expectations? for this as someone who's really kind of you know only knows the original incarnation of the DuckTales characters in passing well not in passing but you know not directly from the show but just other appearances Uh, what did you what was your thoughts going in what were you expecting well for one thing of what I was expecting or rather should I say not expecting was Huey, Louie, and Dewey to have independent personalities between each other because we knew that was like one of the common criticisms of the original show that it really wasn't much separating the nephews from each other and so that the reboot show went the extra mile to have their own unique quirks and personality so going in 
I knew not to really expect much of that with the kids. They're mostly just avatars for young viewers in a way. But Scrooge, on the other hand, I actually had no expectations of what he was like in the past. I'll be honest with you. I was half expecting him to be pretty much the same as his modern take. Really? The movie quickly subverted that for me. For this version of Scrooge McDuck, and I'm sure it's true for the show, pardon my language, folks, but Scrooge McDuck is kind of an asshole for a good chunk of this movie. And the other thing I didn't quite expect, I didn't expect him to be so clumsy either. Yeah, I think the clumsy stuff is definitely a little bit more from this movie. He seems to trip over his stuff a lot more than I remember in the original series. But um, yeah, no, Scrooge, believe it or not, at the time, this was considered the more softer take on Scrooge's character. And it's actually something I kind of miss a little bit from the reboot but um yeah no i could see that especially with scrooge what did you think then of the voice cast overall i know you're at least familiar with rusi taylor voicing the nephews you know from ancillary material and the scrooge mcduck at the very least from say kingdom hearts and stuff but what did you think overall in terms of the voice work in here oh i definitely say the voice work definitely had that nostalgic trip for me because like even if i'm not familiar with the show or some of the characters who came into the movie who were from the show maybe i'm being redundant there those were voices obviously i recognized from like shows roughly around that time so it definitely had that childlike memory to it that I really liked. But I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a really good voice work overall. I mean, especially with Christopher Lloyd playing the main villain, it was always such a delight to hear him back as like a sinister character. Absolutely. It, would you say, you know, because of his work as the character Murloc alone, you could see why the character himself has been sort of really requested a lot amongst uh, the fan community in terms of, you know, potential reboot routes? I definitely think so. Like, I know during the DuckTales reboot reviews that we did, you mentioned him a couple of times now, as well as some of the comments were saying like, man, we would really love it if the following season would center around this guy. Like, yeah, I could totally see why a lot of people would be stoked to see this character come back. And I did like the idea behind him a lot in this movie. The only thing that kind of threw me off, though, is like he was very sinister and very imposing when he's in his regular form. But whenever he was sneaking around as like another animal or something like that, he would get beaten up and tossed around like a lot which kind of took away the whole threat level he would normally give off. But I understand it's a Disney cartoon in a way. So I respect that. And the other thing that kind of bothered me a little bit about him too is like, it was cool that his power came from the talisman and he was able to use that to transform into different beasts. But I think I would have liked it if he had more traditional warlock spells, like he shot fireballs or like thunder strikes or like shook the earth, you know, like more elemental magic. I think that would have really added to his overall imposing reputation. But I still think he was a really interesting character. Uh, and the fact that he had history with the genie was kind of fun. I don't know. Like, I really think there was a lot of potential with him for sure. And I would love to see how they would like add on to him and his lore if they were to bring him back. Um, just some fun facts, uh, like we mentioned here. Uh, this was primarily done by the Toon Studios and Disney's Animation Paris. At the time, the film actually, despite the popularity it has amongst uh, our generation and Disney fans now, was uh, really torn apart by critics. It was theatrically released and um, actually lost, if I'm not mistaken, around $2 million at the box office for the studio. Now, Mark, would you say that would take an account of inflation? Uh, no, that would be at the time. Gotcha. The budget was $20 million. The 
the box office total was 18 around 18 million but uh if um if, if some critics even comparing it to like an indiana jones knockoff and things like that actually a lot of american critics actually thought it was rather insulting to carl barks's comics but uh meanwhile in europe it was reviewed a lot more favorably and actually a lot of uh european animators who worked on the film at the time actually you know were really hyped about it the comics being of course very popular in europe even to this day but also just you know their chance to work on a film theatrically released for disney of that caliber at the time many of them were qu quoted as saying but uh you know if it's an indiana jones ripoff quote unquote that's a little hard to say but the theatrical poster if not you wouldn't mind flashing that real quick there was actually done by the one and only drew struzan himself master of movie posters right there of course known for indiana jones star wars the muppet movie and a lot more that's quite impressive yeah so i mean it certainly had a the heft behind it for what it was at one point the one draft had the center around the philosopher's stone if you can even believe that so uh, a lot of drafts and thought went into this film throughout its history and you mentioned the indiana jones inspiration i actually think i saw a cameo of a indiana jones lookalike in the crowd during the society ball yeah there was actually a few uh little fun uh cameos in there of not just indiana jones but uh various explorers of the that you know you would see in such uh, settings and fashions and stories. So you know there's definitely a lot of fun stuff to look around in this film. But speaking of looks, Matt, we did mention this was done by Walt Disney Animation of France. What did you think of the animation overall? It certainly wasn't necessarily the uh, Disney animated features quality, but you know certainly a step up from the television animation and you know coming from a different place. Uh, what did you think? Okay, so going into the movie, I didn't really know it was a theatrical movie. I thought it was more like a a TV movie special. So I figured the animation would be a bit better than the show itself, but not quite at that level of like Disney film animation quality. And I think that's what kind of hurt it a little bit for me is that the animation itself really reminded me of like 70s animation where things got like really experimental and fluid, but there was very little weight and like holds and things like that. Where this movie, there was just like a lot of things going on, but everything was still shot on twos, maybe even threes. That just kind of made it look a little too messy. And a lot of talent and work clearly went into this, but I just felt like they should have really slowed down, especially with the characters. But I will say this much, though. There are environmental animations that happen that I actually think look really fantastic, even like to nowadays standards. I thought they did a really fantastic job at like terraforming the settings and things like that when certain events happen. And that is definitely where their strength was, in my personal opinion. But when it came to simulating some of the Disney cartoon styles and things like that, trying to make it fluid, but not Disney's animated film fluid. I felt like it was a bit too disproportional, for lack of a better word. Also, uh, to kind of get back to the point we were saying about inflation, you said that it cost them about $20 million to make at the time? Yes. So according to the calculator, if you take in consideration of inflation, this movie roughly costs in nowadays money to about $39 million to make. And if it only made $18 million at the time, that means this movie only made about $35 million and $300,000. It's weird to say, but like we have to remember we also can't be skewed by recent trends of, you know, the billion dollar club movies. Like, still a good chunk of money. It is, and we don't know how much the marketing could have cost. That's true. You'd, one would assume it had built-in marketing because of the show, but I can't say I recall much 
of any uh, marketing plans at the time. Yeah. yeah, this ain't exactly charting with Dan, so I don't know how many screens they were able to get this on in opening weekend, things like that. But nevertheless, yeah, unfortunately, this was a financial loss. I won't say it was a flop, but it was definitely a loss for them. Uh, but Matt, a fun thing for you, aside from Launchpad being in here, I know you're a big DW fan. Uh, in one of the uh, wide shots of Duckburg, you can actually see St. Canard across the coast. Uh, yeah, I don't think I caught that, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was. Man, you and I, we were talking about it before we started recording where I guess they actually have plans to make various other Disney afternoon movies. And man, I would have loved it if we had a Darkwing Duck movie. Yeah. Um, fun fact, uh, originally there was going to be a Chippendales Rescue Ranger movie. It seems like a couple of DuckTales movies, but the results of uh, the DuckTales movie ultimately led to all those being scrapped and the Goof Troop movie being renamed a Goofy movie just to separate it from the TV show in hopes of a marketing ploy, I suppose. But very fascinating how that all led up to the Goofy movie. Of course, I think probably Goof Troop not as well known as Duck Tales, but I would probably say at this point, maybe the Goofy movie is a little more uh, popular than the DuckTales movie at this point, wouldn't you say, Matt? Oh, by far, yes. I mean, we'll talk more about that in the future, folks, but a Goofy movie encapsulate, encaps- embodies the very nature of being a 90s kid. So yeah, a Goofy movie certainly has that deeper root of a cult following. I'm glad you feel that way, Matt. In fact, speaking of, um, we're a little few months shy, but uh, happy 30th anniversary to DuckTales, the movie, you know? Certainly a crowning achievement in that front. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Sue. And for any of you 90s kids, if you're starting to feel old, don't worry. We're there with you, kids. I'm so damn old. But overall, Mark, I say this was actually really fun to watch, even if I've never seen it as a kid. It's kind of cool to see how far we've come. No, yeah, I was. I had a real fun time watching with you. I love showing things I love to people who've never seen them. And it's just so weird that you had never seen it. But, you know, now you can finally review the reboot, you know, with integrity instead of being a hack. Aw, Dude, harsh words, mate. You're as mean as Scrooge McDuck. Don't you forget, I'm just not as rich. <laughs> Yet. Bum, bum, bum. But, Matt, any final words you'd like to say in regards to the film? Thoughts? Uh, anything? Uh, lay it on me. Nah, man, like I said, I, I enjoyed watching it, even though, yes, it is not as like fluid animation and visually as I would like it to be. I definitely think it was a trip. I enjoyed watching it. And I don't know, I'm, I'm quite curious to see other Disney retro reviews that we could possibly do because I've said it before in other podcasts, I've been more of a Nick kid that quickly became a Cartoon Network kid. So the Disney afternoon stuff, while I love Darkwing Duck the most, that was like very early in my childhood. So I don't remember a lot of that stuff or being as invested. And I don't mind going back down memory lane to see what I missed. Absolutely. And in fact, this isn't the only Disney afternoon movie to be having an anniversary. So, um, hey, look around, folks. Things are going to get goofy probably in about a week or so. So we hope you enjoyed it and stick around. Matt? Why don't you take us on home? So yeah, folks, I mean, you heard our opinion. Someone who has seen it many years ago who got to revisit it and someone who has never seen it and got to see it now as a withering old man. But we want to ask you now, have you seen this movie specifically called... 
DuckTales the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Have you seen this classic? Have you not seen it? Liked it? Didn't like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. And hey, be sure to like, share, subscribe, and ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop. And if you want to support me directly, please consider going to my Patreon. We just wrapped up in Mermaid, so there's a lot of mermaid sketches on there. So if you want to check that out, please do. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, please consider donating to my Streamlabs. Links are in the description below. This is Matt Sella. This is Launchpad McMark. Thanking you all for tuning in. Oh.